You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. Jesus is the King who became a servant. Discover more about this truth in our series, BC. Listen to this message by Pastor Jonathan Ramirez. Ngayon po, tatapusin po natin yung series natin. Nung una pong linggo, tinalakay natin about the God who was who who became flesh. And then second is the shepherd who became a lamb. Ship na nabanggit ko kanila eh. Okay. And the third is the last. At po, title niya is The King Who Became a Servant. Okay. Now, bago po tayo magpasimula rito, naalala niyo ba yung, naka, sa inyo, nabalitaan niyo ba ninyo yung tungkol sa may bilangguan na, uh, na meron daw hotel sa loob? May jacuzzi pa, may buong banda, may recording studio, uh, fully air condition, granite paraw yata yung paligid, may carpet. Uh, yun po ay bilangguan. Okay? Uh, tapos may nakita pang kalahating million, nakita mga, yun mga high-powered guns, nakuha pang mga shabu, nakuha mga Rolex. dami, dami yung nakuha. But you know what? The issue there is, I think, is a leadership issue. Tama ko ba? Palagay nyo. Kapag tama ho, siguro yung pamumuno doon sa lugar na yon siguro hindi magkakaganon. Alam mo ninyo, hindi lang naman ho yan yung shocking news eh. Marami pa hong mga balita tulad yung mga bombing sa Pakistan, banging, bombing din sa atin. At sa iba't iba pang mga bansa, iba-ibang mga kaganapan, yung mga, mga terrorists, suma-atake. People are looking for, the entire world is looking for peace. And they are looking for genuine leadership as well. And you know what? Even before Jesus Christ would come back, there will be birth pain. Ano ibig sabihin ng birth pains? Ibig sabihin nun, yung parang isang taong manganganak, ibig sabihin lalabas na yung sanggol, kaya masakit na masakit na, nagle-labor na. Marirealize ng mundo that they are in need of a true leader which will manifest when Jesus Christ would come back. Siya yung inaantay ng buong mundo because in the book of Revelation, Jesus has already been proclaimed as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, at least po with the scripture that we are reading. But when Christ comes back, magkakaroon ng literal manifestation and visible kingship ni Jesus, they'll see Him as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords at siya yung inaantay ng buong mundo. Okay? Bagamat magpapanggap ang Antichrist na siya yung Kristo, pero hindi, hindi, hindi mapipigilan ito yung pagdating ng tunay na hari ng mga hari, yan ay ating Panginoong Yesus. Amen. Now, kung yun pala, Pastor, ay mangyayari when Jesus Christ would come back in His second coming, ay eh, papano sa ating panahon? Ito po yung isang bagay na gusto ko pong pag-aralan natin ngayong araw na ito, ngayong oras na ito. Yes, Christ is King and He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. <clears throat> and that would be so literal and physical when He comes back. Pero sa ngayon po, ano po yung bagay na mga nangyayari at dapat na mangyari at dapat maging pananaho natin sa buhay. Tumayo po tayong lahat. Yan po ang ating pag-aaralan ngayong oras na ito. So Isaiah chapter 9, <coughs> verse 6 to 7. Okay, handa na po ba kayo? Isaiah 9, verse 6 to 7, For to us, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will, shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, 
Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Tayo po ay manalangin. <coughs> Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we call upon your name. And we put our trust in you, in our confidence in you, Lord God, that even as we study your word, you will enable us to understand your words and apply it in our lives. Samahan mo kami sa araw na ito, at anuman ang mga alalahanin ng iyong mga anak, hayaan mong iset aside po namin ito, at ang tanging waging focus ng aming atensyon ay walang iba kundi si Jesus ang kabutihan niya sa aming buhay. Salamat Ama sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Mako po tayong lahat. <coughs> Okay. Nung nakaraan pong linggo, pinag-usapan natin ay patungkol po sa prophecy ni Micah patungkol po sa pagdating ng Mesias o pagdating ng anointed ng Panginoon who is Jesus Christ. Si Micah po at saka si Isaiah are contemporaries. Ibig sabihin, sabay ho yung panahon nila. Meaning, if Micah prophesied 700 years before Christ in the same manner, Ito rin po si Isaiah, he prophesied the 700 years before Jesus Christ. So, kasama rin po, ganun din si Hosea, kasamang contemporaries din po sila. Now, mahalaga po na naisulat at naitala yung prophecy na ito. Kayo ba'y naniniwala na kapag ka ang Diyos ay nangako, siya ay tumutupad sa kanyang pangako? Ito po isang pangako ng Panginoon, lalo na sa bayan po ng Israel, but actually pangako yan sa kabuuan ng mundo. For unto us, a child is born. For unto us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Ito po ay mayroong tinatawag na, again, whenever you read prophetic books, meron po yung immediate fulfillment, meron po yung ultimate fulfillment. <coughs> Let me go first to the ultimate fulfillment. Ang ultimate fulfillment po nito is sa second coming ni Christ, wherein visibly, literally, and physically, He will rule together with the believers. That's why, ang kanyang pangalas, King of Kings. Okay? Sino yung king doon? Si Jesus. Ay yung king, sino? Tayo. We are the believers of the Lord. We will reign together with Him. Okay? And that is so literal, so visible, He is going to rule the entire nations of the world. And this world, through the leadership of Jesus Christ, will be transformed on how it should be before Adam committed sin. Ibabalik ni Jesus ang mundong ito kung papaanong ang mundo ay dapat kung ano siya bago magkasala si Eva at si Adan. Kasi maraming kaisipan, ano kaya ang itsura ng mundo? Sa ngayon, kung si Eva, Eva at si Adan ay hindi nagkasala. It would be a perfect world. Ibabalik yon ng Panginoon. Okay? Dahil ang redemption ng Panginoon is a total redemption. Now, kaya Jesus would literally and visibly and would physically be the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That is the ultimate fulfillment of this prophecy. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Yung kung sino siya sa binabanggit ng Isaiah 96 would manifest during the second coming of Christ. Initially, for 1,000 years, 
then finally, then magkakaroon po ng intermission yun because the enemy would be bound forever and after ng millennial reign, susunod na po yung walang hanggang pamumuno ng Panginoon because His government, there will be no end. He will reign forever and ever. Amen? Now, that's the ultimate fulfillment. Now, the question is, ano ba yung immediate fulfillment? Okay? Nung unang Pasko, si Jesus ay dumating. Okay? Yun po yung initial fulfillment. Okay? At ngayon, actually, nararanasan natin yung epekto nung initial fulfillment. Christ may not be visibly reigning, but He is reigning, but He is not visibly reigning. We don't see Him physically and literally reigning. Dahil ang Kanyang pagre-reign is something spiritual. Jesus is reigning in the hearts of the believers. Gets nyo? Ulitin ko po yun. Christ is reigning in the hearts of the believers and that's actually the initial fulfillment of that promise in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. Yung ultimate fulfillment would be on His second coming. Okay, now, dito po sa may Luke chapter 1, dito po natin makikita yung simula ng pag-fulfill ng promise na yon. Confirmation po ito. Sabi ng verse 31 ng Luke chapter 1, And behold, you will conceive in your womb, in bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Now, para maintindihan ho natin ang gusto, ang relevance na, ng mga talatang ito, tandaan po natin yung history ng Israel. Sila po was held captive by the Babylonians, by Persians, by Greeks. They suffered a lot in the hands of all of this, all of, all of this empire. Now, 500 years before Christ, nasunog ang Jerusalem temple. Okay? Nasunog. And sabi nga natin na punta sila sa Babylonians. Eventually, may iba pa silang mga pinagdusa. Maraming pagdurusang inabot nila. Now, tandaan natin, 700 years, prinapisay na yung Isaiah 9.6. 500 to 600 years before Christ, nagsimula yung kanilang pagdurusa because na rin yun dahil sa kanilang kasalanan. Now, namimiss nila yung tinatawag na Davidic rulership. Nung sila ay pinayagan ni King Cyrus ng Persia na bumalik sa Jerusalem ang kanilang katanungan, kagad ka ng kaisipan, kailan darating the one who sits on the throne of David. Kasi, kaya yun ang point of preference nila dahil bahagi ng prophecy sa Isaiah 9.6 na merong isang leader Okay? Isang mamuno na yung government ay ipapatong sa kanyang balikat and etc. and etc. Okay? So, inaabang nila kailan mangyayari yung bagay na ito. Bagamat ang kanilang kaisipan is a political leadership, God has some things, has other things in mind. Hindi ho talaga political ang iniisip ng Diyos nung ibinigay niya si Yeso Kristo sa bawat isa sa atin. Christ is a spiritual leader, not a political leader. Kaya nga ho ang mga Israelites, kaya nung isinilang ang Panginoong Isus, hindi nila ma-recognize, hindi nila magawang tanggapin, dahil kasi iba yung kanilang inaasahan 
sa mga bagay na nakikita nila. Nakikita si Jesus naging sanggol. Tapos si Jesus namatay sa krus. So, paano lang may isip na ito nga yung Kristong ipinangako, ito nga yung hari na ipinangako? Kasi iba sa inaasaan. Now, tandaan nyo kasi minsan sa buhay natin, parang ganun eh. Pag nanalangin tayo, minsan ang inaasahan natin, itong bagay nito, kaya minsan yung kasagutan pala nasa tabi na natin, hindi pa natin ma-recognize. Why? Because ang easy pa natin ay nakatingin sa ibang bagay. Andiyan po kayo. Katungkulan natin ang manalangin, pero ang pagsagot nasa prerogative ng Diyos. At ang sagot is in His own terms, not on our terms. Amen? Pag manalangin ka ng blessing, hayaan mo ang Diyos ang kumilo sa paraan ng gusto niya na ibigay sa iyo ang blessing. Wala sa kamay mo yun. Ang katungkulan mo manalangin at manampalataya. Amen. Pero yung pagdating ng kasagutan ng panalangin, ang Diyos nang nakakalam kung paano niya gagawin yun. It's not our problem anymore. It, the, the most important thing lang is just we are aligned to the fact that when we pray, God will listen, God will answer. That when you claim a promise, it will surely come to pass not in the way we think about it, but in the ways of God. Amen? Now, isang kainaman po dito sa prophetic word na ito about the kingship of Jesus Christ is Jesus po isinilang hari na siya. Sabi po ni Reverend Charles Spurgeon, ito po yung sermon niya, The Incarnation and Birth of Christ. Ang sabi niya, A very singular thing is this, that Jesus Christ was said to have been born the King of the Jews. Very few have ever been born king. Men are born princes, and they are seldom born kings. Si Jesus, pagsilang pa lamang, tinatawag na po siyang King of the Jews. Dahil sa totoo lang ho, hindi lang naman ho siya talaga hari ng mga Hudyo. Siya ay hari ng buong mundo. Amen? And His reign shall have no end. Pag-aaralan po natin, King Jesus came to reign and He came also to serve. After knowing that, ang ibig sabihin ng mga yan, titignan natin ito sa implication sa buhay natin. Since we know that Christ is reigning in the lives and in the hearts of the believers, Invisibly. Not literally, not physically, not visibly, because yun po ay sa second coming niya, sa ngayon, He is reigning in the hearts of the believers. Can I see the hands of the believers right now? Taas ang kamay. So that means, makinig kayo dito sa sasabihin ko, dahil dapat sa ganitong paraan, nagre-reign si Lord sa buhay natin. Pisan po natin, King Jesus came to reign. Balikan po natin yung Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Sabi po, unto us, a child is born. Child means the humanity of Jesus Christ. He came into a process. He became a human being. He started as a baby. He's a child. Hanggang siya maging 30 years old. Around three and a half years. Nagkaroon siya ng public ministry. And then he died. He rose again from the dead. Okay? Dahil tao siya. Okay? Kaya siya namatay. Tao siya. Okay? Kasi nagkatawang tao siya. Kaya siya tao. Dahil pagka mananatili siyang Diyos, hindi siya po pwedeng mamatay. Pangalawa sabi, son is given and this refers to him as the son of the most high God. It talks about the deity of Jesus. First, it talks about his humanity. Second, it talks about the deity of Jesus. So he's both God and he's both, he's both man and he's both God. At then sabi, the government shall be upon his shoulder. 
Now, reconcile po natin because Jesus, as I said a while ago, the initial fulfillment of the prophecy was He's reigning over us. And therefore, ang sabi, yung kapamahalaan, o sabihin, yung kapamahalaan sa buhay natin ay inilagay sa balikat ni Jesus. Tayo ang nagkasala pero hindi nilagay sa balikat natin. Kinuha ni Jesus sa balikat natin yung kasalanan, binuhat niya, kaya nga siya namatay dahil ang kabayaran ng kasalanan ay kamatayan at pagkataas ay binigay niya sa atin yung kanyang katwiran. Amen. Ito'y summary na ng mga na previous discussion ko. Okay? So, ngayon, ang tanong, nung tinanggap natin ang Panginoon sa buhay natin, would you like Him to be the Lord of your life? Not just on the time na tinanggap niya, kundi all throughout your life. Yes, because that is, that is supposed to happen. That's what it should be. Na siya ay naging Panginoon natin, hindi lamang nung panahong iniligtas niya tayo, Hindi lang yung mga panahong inako niya yung ating mga kasalanan, but all throughout our lives, in every decision that we make, wherever we go, whatever we do, dapat siya ang ating Panginoon, dapat ay inilalagay natin sa kanyang balikat ang kapamahalaan sa buhay natin. Amen. Now, Christ as, a go- as governing king. Ang sabi ron, wonderful counselor. He has the wisdom to counsel and to rule justly by providing directions in life. Sabi ko po, kamanghamanghang tagapayo ang Panginoon. Ang tanong ko po, kapag kayo hubay nangangailangan ng payo, saan mo kayo pumupunta? Sa manguhula? Sa bolang kristal? Eh kasi lalo na, high-tech na raw mga bolang kristal ngayon, wifi connected eh. Mas malayo nararating. Ito na naman, papasok na naman tayo sa, tut- sa panibagong taon. Ito na naman, makikita mo na naman sa telebisyon naman yung mga mukha ng mga manguhula. Doon sila kukonsulta, doon sila hanap ng wise, ng wise counsel. If Jesus is reigning in your heart, He is supposed to be your wonderful counselor. And we can find counsel through His eternal word. May word of God, my Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will enable us to understand the word of God because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Amen. Ang tanong doon, binabasa ba natin ang salita ng Panginoon? Pastor, pagka nakikinig ako, nakikita ko sa PowerPoint, binabasa ko yung Word of God. That's not what I mean. The question is, do you have a Bible wherein you are reading your Bible? Ano ibig sabihin ng pananahimik nyo? Baka guilty. Ang salita po ng Panginoon ay nagbibigay sa atin ng counsel. Let me just dwell to it a little bit kasi bihirang-bihirang napag-uusapan ito eh. Pagka kayo nagbabasa ng salita na pala, huwag kayo parang nagbabasa kayo ng dyaryo. Information na lang ang gusto ninyo. The Bible is not just for information. There are many, so many information in the Bible, but the purpose is not for you to get an information, but for you to have wise counsel from God. Yes, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will not say something against the Word of God. He will always uphold the Word of God. The fact is, the Word of God is going, the Holy Spirit will make alive God's Word to your specific situation. Now, kung alibang may problema ka ngayon, pag nagbasa ka ng salita ng Panginoon, at nakita mo eksaktong-eksakto doon sa problema ang dinadanas mo ngayon, Ibig sabihin, the Holy Spirit is already speaking to you in dealing with your specific situation. Amen. Now, kung may nabasa ka sa Word of God na hindi naman yun ang sitwasyon mo, and yet the Holy Spirit is revealing it to you, ibig sabihin, preparatory yun. You need to eat the Word of God because you don't know what lies ahead. 
Time will come na makaka-encounter ka sa situation, maaaring problema or challenge ng buhay, wherein the Holy Spirit will remind you of the Word of God that you have just re- that you have read or meditated. Amen? Ang tawag doon is wise counsel from God. Kaya nga kamangha-mangha ang Diyos. And when, when you are used to this process, because the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Kung sa ating mga Pilipino context na isulat yun, man shall not live by rice alone. Amen? Eh, paano kung Chinese? Man shall not live by siopaw alone. Or by pansit alone. Depende yan. Eh, konteksto ng mga hudyo, eh, tinapay yung kinakain nila. Eh. Everyday food nila. You need to eat the Word of God every day. Because every day, God would like to speak to you. He has something to say. Amen. At kapag kasanay ka na sa ginagawa ito, kahit hindi mo mandala yung Bible mo, alimbawa may isang situation na encounter ka, the Holy Spirit will remind you of the Word of God. Dahil yung Word of God, hindi na natiling naroon lang sa Bible, nasa puso mo na. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, David said. Kasi naitago na dapat makarating dito, hindi lang dito, hindi lang dito ang salita ng dapat makarating dito. Amen. And therefore, the Holy Spirit has something to remind you. Jesus is our wonderful counselor. Siya ang ating tagapayo. Wag kang masyadong, wag, 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 wag tignan yung mga manguhula sa paligid mo. Wag mong tignan yung mga uh, reading ng bituin sa langit. Wag horoscope ang kukuhanan mo ng kapalaran mo. Okay? Wag yung guhit ng palad na binabasa ng isang manguhula. Marami ho niyan. Maglilitawan na ho yan. Malapit na. But we are supposed to just put our trust on the wise counsel of God's Word by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Pangalawa, is called the mighty God. Is He a mighty God in your life? He has the power to execute His wise plans. You may have your own plans, but there's so, because there are so many plans in man's heart, but it's the Lord's will that will, that will prevail. During the time of the Israelites, when they were held captives with the Babylonians, they were in desperate situation. It was at that moment when Prophet Jeremiah was raised by God, and Jeremiah said, For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Kahit na, hindi na nila alam kung saan sila pupunta dahil nasunog ang templo ng Jerusalem, nawala sila, so talagang down na down sila. They were called people of God. And yet, question, bakit ko nararanasan ng ganito? Anak ako ng Diyos. Bakit ko nararanasan itong, nararanasan namin itong ganitong problema? It was, it was during that moment when, when God gave His promise, I know the plans I have for you. Know there means full knowledge from beginning to end. Regardless of where, what kind of situations you are in, gulo, 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 gulo. But sabi ng Lord, I have the full knowledge of the plans I have for you. Amen. May blueprint ang Panginoon sa buhay natin. Hindi mo man minsan maintindihan ang mahalaga may plano ang Panginoon. And the good thing is that He is a mighty God. He has the power to execute what He planned for you. Even before you were born, nakaplano na yung buhay mo sa Panginoon. All you have to do is just to cooperate and allow Him to be a mighty God. The, the mighty God in your life. Mighty, almighty. Eh, minsan kasi umaalis, inaalis natin si Lord sa trono ng buhay natin. Tayo pa rin yung nagmamaneho, tayo pa rin yung nasusunod eh. Imbis na sumunod tayo sa Panginoon. How can God's plan be executed 
in your life if you will return to be the Lord of your life. Bato-bato po sa langit. Tamaan sana. Okay? He is the everlasting Father. It, this has nothing to do with His relationship with the Father God, the first person of the Trinity. Remember, Jesus Christ is the Son, the second person in the Trinity. It has something to do with His relationship with time. That's why it, it is better translated as Father of Eternity. It, this all expresses the kind of leadership that He has as well. Alam nyo, pag nagabasa kayo ng book on leadership, ay iba't ibang klase ho ng leadership. And one of it is having a fatherly kind of, leaders, of leader, leadership. Si Jesus ay ganun. He has a fatherly kind of leadership, a shepherding heart. Wala hong ama na nag-iisip ng ikakapahamak ng kanyang anak. I always say this, dahil sa mga bagong tatay, dahil ako naranasan nung una kong maging tatay, lumawak yung aking kaisipan at nag-venture sa malayo dahil ang kaisipan ko ay hindi na, yung ginagawa ko hindi na lamang para sa aking sarili sa aking asawa kundi para rin sa aking anak sa kanyang magiging magandang kinabukasan. Lumawak yung aking kaisipan. Mas lalo akong dapat na magsikap ang sabi ko dahil hindi na lamang ito tungkol sa atin, tungkol ito sa kinabukasan ng ating anak. Bakit? Kasi ganun ho mag-isip ang tunay na tatay ang iniisip yung kapakanan ng kinabukasan ng kanyang anak. And Jesus has a father kind of leadership in our lives. Amen. He cares for you. He cares for all of us. He is the Prince of Peace, the peace giver. May peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. May kapayapang ibinibigay sa atin ng Panginoon in such a way that even when we are in a chaotic situation, we can still experience the peace that pass it all understanding. Kayang ibigay ng Panginoon niyo sa atin if we avail Him. The question is, is He the Prince of Peace that's in your heart? Or you're looking for something else? Or you're looking for someone else? You cannot find genuine peace outside of Jesus Christ. If there's a peace that you can find in some other things, that's fake or it could either, that's just temporary. But the peace that the Lord gives is genuine magbibigay ng tunay na kapayapaan kahit na sa labas at sa gitna ng kaguluhan, we can experience the peace of God. Amen. Tingnan mo yung katabi mo. Tingnan mo. Baka may nakapikit na yung mata niya, may peace na siya. Pastor, kanina ko pa napapasin, tahimik na tahimik itong katabi ko. Tumutulong pa yung laway dito. Ibang klase yung peace yan. Now, Sabi ng Luke chapter 1, balikan po natin, binanggit yung salitang, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. At doon sa Isaiah 9, 7 naman, binanggit din yung the throne of David. Sa bandang huli, ang sentence na ginamit po rin, ang sabi ng isang last sentence, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Now, Yung Luke chapter 1, nung binanggit yung throne of David, at saka sa Isaiah 7, throne, iisang throne pong binabanggit dito. Yung Luke chapter 1 is a confirmation nung sinabi sa Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Ibig sabihin ito, tinupad ng Diyos ang kaniyang pangako. Dahil 700 years ang nakalipas, and yet, nangyari pa rin, Kaya nagkaroon ng unang Pasko dahil nangyari ang pangako ng Panginoon. 
Dahil ang sabi ron, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. When God has given you a promise, it's not you who will do it. You just cooperate. It's God who will do it. Yun po ang comfort sa atin eh. Pag may ipinangako ang Panginoon, hindi ka ka magi-struggle para i-fulfill yan. You just have to cooperate by obeying God, by praying, by knowing Him, by loving Him, by serving Him, and God will bring you to your destiny. Because what He has promised is true. You can take God at His word. Pag sinabi ni Lord ito, igaganapin niya sa buhay mo. Amen. Kaya lang naman minsan hahadlangan ng plano ng Panginoon is pagka nagdi-disobey tayo. But once you repent, God will bring you back to the right path. And that is, that, that's why we can put our trust in God knowing that He is ruling in our heart, that He is a wonderful counselor, Almighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Therefore, we can rest assured and we can put our trust in Him because God is true to His Word. Dahil tinutupad niya ang kanyang mga pangako, He is a faithful God. Amen. Sa atin, ewan ko, minsan may pinangako sa'yo, isang, may, may, may nangako sa'yo, pakakasalang kita. Makalipas lamang ang ilang panahon, nagkaroon lang ng konting tampuan, sasakaling kita. Nag-iba na ang pangako. Lalo sa panahong ito, pautang naman o babayaran kita. Promise. Ay, nauuso na ko ngayon yung Alzheimer disease. Maraming nagkaka-amnesia pagdating sa utak. Ito, 700 years, hindi nalimutan ng Panginoon yung kanyang pangako. Tinupad niya yung kanyang pangako. Amen. Praise God. So we can put our trust on the living God. Jesus came to serve. Sabi niyo, serve. Balikan po natin yung Luke chapter 1 kanina. Sabi ng verse 32, He will be great. Sabi niyo, great. And will be called the Son of the Most High. Now, ano po ang ibig sabihin ng great? Commonly, we define great in this way. To be great in importance and in estimation. It means to be great in ability, virtue, authority, and power. Meron ba si Jesus yan? Yes! Jesus Christ is great. Amen? The fact is, He is the greatest. Pero, ano ba talaga ang itinuturo ng Panginoon when it comes to greatness? Ito ba ay nahihinto doon sa pagkakaroon ng abilidad, ng virtue, ng authority and power? Sa iba kasi, especially in our society, in our generation, pag sinabing great, kailangan makapangyarihan, kailangan kailangan may abilidad, kailangan kailangan matalino, etc., etc. Hanggang doon lang yung ibig sabihin ng greatness sa kanila. But Christ has taught us a different kind of greatness. Jesus taught that the way to greatness is through serving. Sa pamamagitan ng paglilingkod, doon na mararanasan yung tunay na greatness. Sabi po ng Matthew 20, verse 25 to 27, But Jesus called them to Him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. To others, this is what greatness is all about. They would like to dominate people. They would like to exercise their authority over them. And abusing this authority rather than using this authority to serve people, they are using authority to abuse people. That's why there is leadership crisis in the entire world. 
And people would always look for leaders, for right leader of their nation, thinking na naroon yung kanilang pag-asa. Mga kapatid, kahit o sinong ilagay na leader, kung ilalagak natin yung pag-asa natin sa kanila, lalo tayong mawawala ng pag-asa. Because there is only one hope. That is Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, sabi ng Panginoon dito sa Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 27, kasi yung mga disciples nila ng Panginoong Isus ay laging nag, eh, nagkaroon, misal nagkaroon ng pagtatalo kung sino yung the greatest. It shall not be so among you, sabi ng Panginoon, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. You see, I highlighted the word great and the word servant because for Jesus, that's synonymous. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. The way to greatness is through serving, becoming a servant. But the question is, nakikita ba yung sa buhay natin, we as believers of the Lord, nakikita ba yung servanthood sa buhay natin? E minsan pagka pinapila lang tayo, unang-una, gusto, ah, gusto ko nauna ako sa pila. O yung iba, ayaw magbigay o ayaw pumila. Minsan, meron tayong tinatawag na consumer mindset. Pagpupunta sa church, para bang pumunta sa isang restaurant, gusto ko maganda ang serbisyo. Gusto ko lahat maayos. Nagbabayad ako eh. Ah, pastor, kailangan pag ikaw ay nag-preach, gusto ko it could either maiyak ako o kaya ay matawa ko. Kasi malaki ang mag-tights. Kailangan masatisfy ako, kailangan uupo ako doon sa paborito kong upuan. At kung dumating ako ron, may nakaupo ng iba, paalisin nyo, pwede ba? Nakasentro tayo sa sarili, what we can get rather than what we can give. Yung consumer mindset, kailangan gusto ko lahat maayos. Baka dito sa search, parang hindi ganong malamig. Gusto ko malamig. Ako'y faithful tighter. Dapat ayusin ninyo ang service. Dapat lahat ng ashers nakangiti at walang bungi. Gusto ko magaganda at puro magwapo. May ma- I'm just putting things to extreme for you to understand to get my point. But if we have a serving attitude, if we have the heart of a servant, when we come to church, we don't think of what we can get, we think of what we can give to others. How we can bless other people. How we can be a blessing to the church and to those people who are sitting beside us. And to those people that we see around Pag pumasok kayo, may nakita kayong crumpled paper dyan. Anong, kapag may servant attitude, dadaputin niya, itatapon sa basura. Pagka walang servant attitude dyan, pambira naman yung mga janitor dito ng church sa to, yun, kalat-kalat, oh. hindi mo na dinadampot. You think that other people should do it, eh nakita mo na, di kukunin mo na. May consumer mindset, meron tinatawag na entitlement. Alam Entitlement. Nirigaluan mo, tapos pagtanggap na regalo, pambihira, yaman-yaman, ito lang biligay sa akin. <laughs> Spirit of entitlement ang tawag doon. Pinigyan ka na nga. Nagre-reklamo ka pa. Oh, eh, gusto kong i-bless yung group ninyo. Ha? Ilan ba kayo? Ah, dalawang po yung nakasulat na pangalan. Okay. Oh, nag-prepare ka ng dalawang po, binigay mo. Eh, sumulput na lima. Hindi kasama doon sa nakalista. Ay, wala na, ubus na eh. Nagalit, magpapamigay kayo, hindi pa kompleto. Pinigyan mo na nga, niregaluhan mo na nga. <laughs> True to life yung sinasabi ko ha. <laughs> Spirit of entitlement. 
di ba mas maganda nga, mas lamang ka, mas malaki yung naibigay mo kaysa yung natanggap mo, mas mapalat ka. Why? Dahil si Lord ang magbabalik nun sa'yo. Pag ikaw ay nagbigay, huwag mong isipin nila yung taong yun ang magbabalik sa'yo ng blessing mo. Kasi kapag inisip mo siya lang magbabalik ng blessing mo, lugi ka dahil konti lang may babalik niya. Pero pagka si Lord ang nagbalik sa'yo, sobra-sobra, pati puhunan, pati tubo. It's a matter of attitude. The more you desire to get, the more you will lose. Ayan po ba kayo? Wala dapat spirit of entitlement, so being so self-centered. Yung pag tinitignan mo, lahat ng tao umiikot sa'yo. Hindi ho ganun. Isa lang ho tayo sa mga nilikhan ng Panginoon. You have your own blessing. He has His own blessing. They have their own blessing. Wag kang mainggit pag nakita mong siya ay blessed na blessed. Because kung matuto kang magantay, yung blessing mo darating din. Ang tunay na taong matagumpay ay yung natutuwa siyang nakikita niyang kapwa niya nagtatagumpay. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand. Mark 10 verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give His life as a ransom for many. So makikita po natin dito, si Jesus mismo, hari ng mga hari, He came not to be served, but to serve. Ang klaseng example na binigay ng Panginoon dito sa kanyang mga disipulo ay ito, sa John chapter 13. Ito po yung washing of the disciples' feet. Kung ngayon po bibigyan ng title ito, hindi na ho washing of the disciples' feet. Spa. Foot spa. <laughs> Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands and that He had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper, He laid aside His outer garments. Prophetic ho ito ah. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel tied around his waist. Ano ibig sabihin ng outer garments na yun? Si Jesus is a leader. Is their leader. He's the Lord. He's the teacher. That's the garment of Jesus. Hinubad ni Jesus yung garment of his authority and his leadership. He set it aside at he took the towel ay binalot siya sa kanyang sarili. That's the towel of being a servant, being ready to serve. Sabi po ng following verse, sa verse 5, Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So, matapos niyang tanggalin yung kanyang outer garment, yung kanyang position, Yung kanyang pagiging pinuno, pagiging guro, pagiging Panginoon, He set it aside and He took the towel, He took the garment of a servant at hinugasan niya yung paan ng kanyang mga disciples. Ang tanong doon, kayo ba, tayo ba, handa ba nating tanggalin yung outer garment natin? Maring iba sa inyo ay mga manager at supervisor at presidente, vice president ng isang kumpanya. At sometimes, kahit wala na tayo sa opisina, daladala nyo pa rin yan. Kahit na nasa church na ba, Presidente, ako ng isang malaking kumpanya. So dapat talagang kakamayan nila ako, dapat may ngiti. Kailangan lang ngiti, hindi basta ganyan lang. Wala talagang ngiti-ngiti. Bisan pati yung position natin sa opisina, daladala natin dito. At tinitignan natin ng mga tao, ay ah, yan, bisor lang yan eh, Presidente ako eh. Dapat magbabaw down siya pag dumadaan ako. Wag natin dalhin, mga kapatid. Presidente ka doon sa kumpanya mo, dumudalin yan. 
Dahil dito, pantay-pantay tayo sa harapan ng Panginoon. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand. And it was a prophetic in such a way that Christ Himself did it dahil sinet aside niya yung glory na dapat ay taglay-taglay niya pero hindi yun pinukos niya. Pinukos niya kung paano siyang magiging servant because that's the way to greatness. That's why Christ is the greatest because He became the servant of all. Amen. Sabi po ng verse 14, if, then, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Ang sinasabi po rito ng Panginoon, hindi literal. Ibig sabihin, washing the feet is serving. Ibig sabihin, gawin din ninyo maglingkod kayo sa isa't isa. Alam nyo, nung hinugasan ng Panginoon yung paan ng mga disciples, wala pa hong DPWH. Ibig sabihin, wala pang magagandang highway. Naglalakad ang mga disciples sa mga putik, sa alikabok, at yan yung klase ng paan na hinugasan ng Panginoon. Ito'y pinakamaraming bahagi ng katawan. Maaring lagi silang naglalakad, naglalakbay, ang dumi, maaring may kalyot, may ingrown pa yan. He without, <laughs> hindi pa pa yung amoy niyan. Yun ho yung paa na hinugasan ng Panginoon. At bago mahugasan ni Jesus yung kanilang mapa, anong gagawin ni Jesus? Siya ay bababa muna dahil hindi niya maaabot kapag hindi siya bababa. Mga kapatid, handa ba kayong bumaba sa katayo ng isang tunay lalingkod? para magawa ninyong bigyan ng karangalan ng Diyos sa buhay ninyo. Sa mundong ito, puro pataasan eh. Ah, magaling yung, yung tatay ko, magaling. Ah, wala sa tatay ko. Ah, wala sa lolo ko. Pa- pataasan. Pero kay Jesus, He stooped down. That's the example that Jesus Christ gave. Ang pagpapakumbaba ni Jesus ay hindi lamang doon sa paghuhugas ng paa, mas higit pa ang ginawang pagpapakumbaba ng Panginoong Yesus. Sabi ng Philippians 2 verse 5 to 6, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though He was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied Himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, he, and being found in human form, He humbled Himself, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus went to the extreme of humility. He made through His word, whoever among you would like to be great must be the least of all. Christ put it, brought it to the extreme. He humbled Himself. He became a servant. And He died for all of us to serve us, to give us eternal life. Katunayan mo hanggang ngayon, naglilingkod pa rin ang Panginoon sa atin. Pag nagpipray ka, sinasagot ng Panginoon. Minsan nalimutan mo nga magpray, pero binigay pa rin yung blessing na kailangan mo dahil alam niyang kailangan mo. He's still creating an opportunity sa buhay natin kahit ang dami nating pagkukulang. Nagpo-provide pa rin ng Panginoon. Up to now, the Lord is still serving us Mga kapatid, what's the reason why we cannot respond in humility as well? Sino tayo para hindi magpakumbaba kung si Jesus ay nagpakumbaba? He even died on the cross to provide purification and forgiveness for our sins so that we can have eternal life. That all we need to do is to receive this eternal life, to receive what Jesus Christ did so we can have that life in us. He came 
to give life and have it more abundantly. We hope you were inspired by that message. For more updates, visit us on our website at www.victoryalabang.org and download the Victory Alabang app for your mobile devices. Thank you and have a Merry Christmas.